Hey, what's up? This is a PlayStation report. Maybe we'll put this episode out. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> what's up, Tyler? Not much, man. Internet. Goddamn. We're not going to talk about any of the shit we talked about on the previous recordings, which will not fucking go anywhere. I'm fucking done. I'm, I'm, I'm done with all that. We're just going to record a show, and then I'm going to go burn uh, Xfinity headquarters to the ground. Um, oh. And, uh, yeah. You can, uh, if any lawyers out there are listening to this, yeah, yes, this is evidence. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to plead guilty. Um, so, uh, let's, let's just do this. Let's, let's do a show, and um, <laughs> maybe the next time I have to do a show from jail. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast from jail. Yep. Ah. Uh, ever think that, hmm, that... That's a great idea. I should <laughs> do a podcast in jail. <laughs> yeah. Live how that, from that the penitentiary. <laughs> yeah. Give you all the equipment. I'm sure prison podcasting equipment's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I bet their internet's better than mine. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. Uh all right, let's uh, let's just get into it. I'm fucking tired of fucking dealing with shit. Let's just do a show, so I can go take care of business. Um, let's do it. So yeah, uh, it's it's been a week. There's been some news. There's been a state of play. There's been all sorts of stuff to talk about, good and bad. Um. But let's uh, start with video games. Uh, I've been gaming quite a bit. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I, I put I put in some time. <laughs> yeah. What'd you put some time into? Let me tell you, like a dragonation. Mm. That's a yeah. good ass video game. That is How a is very it? good video game. I unfortunately have not started. I'll get to that, but yeah how how is how is the game? What, you um, liking it? Yeah, I, I really like it. Um, the combat styles uh, are really different than uh, what's what you've what I've been doing in the other Yakuza like a dragon games. Um, it's uh yeah the you got you got your standard beat 'em up style, but then you got a sword, a gun, and then the sword and gun style. Those are all. All pretty cool, pretty. Um, I don't know. They're they're challenging uh, to get used to. Uh, I'll say say that. Uh, but okay. the game, uh, the the the, um, the story setup has been really good. Uh, it's been it's it's really funny to see these character models and hearing those voice actors. Like, it looks like a character, but they're. They're kind of different. Like they're, um, they're definitely playing a different. They aren't just like a translation of their yak of like the modern day characters. They they are definitely like they're they're kind of playing with it a little bit. Um, where you'd expect you'd expect a character, this character that looks like this other character to behave a certain way, but it <laughs> turns out they're totally different here. It's it's really weird, um, but I, but I think it's fun and it works. Like you're playing as Kiryu, right? Well, he's Ryoma in this game. Ryoma, it's, it's, okay. it's not Kiryu. Like, all these characters are renamed. 
But okay. like it's the okay. same character models and, and voice actors. I gotcha, gotcha. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. It is it is very cool. Um it is an interesting period of Japanese history, I believe like the eighteen sixties. Um Yeah. Really cool uh Really cool, dramatic, uh, political narrative, um, and definitely the the silly stuff. But they do intertwine some of the silly stuff into the main story. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. There is a naked bathhouse fight. Yes. Um, <laughs> in which the if you if you do the uh, the finishing blow correctly, um, involves you grabbing a man by his ass. And throwing him over your head. That's amazing. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, maybe you've seen more of it, but how does the goofy stuff, like, what other goofy stuff are you doing in this time period? Um, you know, there, there's a bunch of like, there, there are, uh, so there are a lot of these, uh, people that you can form friendships with around the city. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is just, you just call him the junk boy, and it's kind of <laughs> sad a little bit because he, he his family's poor and he do- doesn't have toys like his friends do, mm. so he literally just takes any piece of junk you give him and plays with it like a toy, and then he comes back to you and tells you about how much fun he had with it with his friends. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that is, that is sad. Wow. Um, there's a... Uh, see what other very silly stuff is there there's a, there's this a uh, delivery courier that you're supposed to help out because um he's he's taking over for his for his dad uh while his dad recovers but he doesn't know where any where anything is in the city that <laughs> that, the, that he lives in <laughs> so <Ooh. laughs> um yeah there's a uh, i mean there's 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 kind of karaoke. It's it's weird. Um, you do some singing. There's the music rhythm game, and they still do the uh, FMV in the background, even though like uh, obviously like 1860 Japan, you just don't have that. But it's yeah, that that's really cool. Um, <laughs> that is awesome. Let's see. I mean, just like some of the localization is very funny. So like just the way that they they say some things like. You know that, like, this isn't how people talked back then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's is it um, funny to see to see see that kind of uh, dialogue in a in that setting? Yeah, right. And is it um, all Japanese? Is there any English voice acting in this one? Um, act well. So I'm not sure if there's a whole. Uh, I, I haven't checked to see if there's a whole English VO option in. In there, but there are instances of there being foreigners who who are coming because that's part of the story. Like there are foreigners coming into Japan, okay, um, and some of them speak English. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like the one. I guess one of the sub stories is that there's this guy who uh, wants to bring Western agriculture to uh, Japan, and uh, he keeps getting jumped by people and like. <laughs> But he keeps wandering into dangerous parts of the city, and you have to go save his ass. Okay, gotcha. No, that's um, cool. Yeah, I. 
I, I'm really having a good time with it. Uh, there's a there's a whole ass um, side game where uh, it's co- like uh, it's farming. It's 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 so you you get this little cabin out in the mountains, and like you can f- you can farm, you can do trade requests, you can customize your house and everything. It's just a whole other separate part of this game that um, it's really weird. It's really weird that they put this mini game in here. Um, but yeah. Uh, having a really good time with it. I just... Uh, I, I wonder how long it is because it does seem to... Uh, it seems to move fast is what I'll say. The story seems to be... Like outside... Like once you get past the first like hour and a half... Um, and I'll say that the first hour and a half to two hours is very slow... You get you you get into three fights in the first hour and a half. Oh my um, god! <laughs> and the rest of it is pretty much cutscenes or walking to the next point. <laughs> yeah, right. Man, it seems uh, to be kind of how a lot of these games go in the beginning. This is kind of slow. But damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a feeling that I could have beaten this game. But if if I ignored the side stuff, but like, I've I kind of have just been delaying going to the next main story thing until I feel like I'm I'm satisfied with the side stuff that I've done so far. Yeah, um, I've gotten into some uh, chicken racing. Uh, you bet on chicken <laughs> races. Uh, That's amazing. There's a there's this guy um, who. Uh, created kind of a um, a battle arena where you fight clockwork scarecrows um, and you get prizes for, for doing that um, so yeah just uh, really impressive um, this this remake of an old almost what is is, is this over 10 years old what? yeah I thought it came out in like 2013 or 14 on PS3 so it is quite All right, old. So 2014. So it's almost 10 years old. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh It's incredible. I I, I really like it. It it looks good. Uh, it runs pretty decent pretty decently on my Steam Deck. I did have a few problems starting out, but uh it seems they patched a lot of that out. Uh so Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's exciting. I I cannot wait to get to it. I have it purchased and installed, but I haven't started yet. Are you waiting for? Uh, are you waiting to finish Yakuza Zero first? Basically, yeah. Okay. Um, which I am on chapter fourteen out of. Oh yeah, 16. you're almost there. You are almost yeah. there. And I feel like the chapters are getting a little shorter here towards the end game. Um, man. Man, it's good. It's so good. Uh, the story is just amazing to me. Um, yeah, basically getting to the point where both of the storylines of the characters that you play, Majima and Kiryu, are going to cross over. And I'm very curious how that goes. And I, I am, yeah, I'm just really liking a lot of the, the twists and turns of this and then just some of the longer combat sequences in some of the recent chapters I played, like the whole thing at uh, Camellia Grove with where you're playing as Majima. Like that was, 
that was really fun. And then it's it's cool because the stories are coming so close together now. Now you're starting to see, you know, then you start playing as Kiryu next. And it's like, you know, oh, you know, just a day before and you're leading up to that point too. It's, it's cool. Um, the one portion where you're playing as Kiryu and you are shooting out of the car on the highway (laughs) it's maybe not the greatest it was a little corny i'm like i'm literally getting rockets shot at me and this car is barely taking any damage okay um still still great story moments though that lead lead to that point and then even afterwards and this whole thing with all this real estate stuff and makamura and oda it's just so many amazing um, character moments and yeah I'm very close to the end I feel like and I will probably have it done by the next time we, we podcast for sure awesome yeah cool um yeah, yeah I, it's I did, any any I mean you're talking a lot about the the main story there are there any sub stories that have uh, jumped out at you so far one of my favorite ones is the guy that is on one of the bridges and he's a statue and you have to distract everyone while he goes takes a shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one that I really, really liked. Um I like the one too, um with this uh kid that you can keep running to is Majima and you have to like give him sneakers and stuff and he's doing all these errands for this girl and then you find out that she's just kinda using him and you beat the shit out of her like boyfriend or whatever and it's like yeah, that that was good too. Um, but yeah, the n- number of them have been have been good. Um, but the the Wonder Bridge that one that one really stuck out to me. Yeah. That was great. Um, oh, and the one <laughs> what I just did recently is where you are playing as Majima and you go on a date with this like I don't know yeah. twelve or thirteen fourteen year old girl and you meet his her dad and stuff i'm like oh my god this is crazy this is just ridiculous it was funny um yeah there's a lot of really good good stuff in this game yeah awesome awesome yeah. um you got anything else on your plate there yeah i got two other things one um finished dead space okay. and i think it has a few flaws but i overall think that this is one of the best games that I've ever played like it it was so great from start to finish very gripping and if it wasn't for just other life things work mostly getting in the way I feel like I would have really just blasted through this game quicker than I did um it's just it's amazing and I I I thoroughly enjoyed the story up until the very end um enjoyed every single nook and cranny I could get into the Ishimura. Um, the way it ends too is pretty interesting. Um, and the way the gameplay just evolved and man, there were just genuine moments of just being scared. And like I said, the lighting in this game is just the best lighting I've ever seen. And just so many cool moments just really made my mind just wander about this ship and in this universe and i definitely want to try to play dead space 2 sometime here in the future but um 
I, I loved it, man. It's so good. The the one big thing that I will say is the final boss fight is complete ass. Um, it's so boring and way too easy. And it's like a complete joke <laughs> of a final boss fight. It's like, you know, recently, last year, I played through Resistance 2, and that final boss fight was horrible as well. I'm like, trying to think now, I'm like, was this just a thing of that era of games? Like, damn. It's just so bad. Um, and boring. It's it's not even like there was, like, some epic fucking music playing or anything like that. It was just, like, devoid of sound in the most just generic sort of stuff. Like, shoot the glowing bubbles on this boss, and he'll shoot some acid at you. Just go over here, wait for his bubbles to pop up, shoot him again. And it was like that, and you probably had to go through that maybe seven or eight different times and that's it it was so easy um and just kind of lame so that's that's the one major knock i'd have against the game but i love it man easily you know there, there's a lot of games still to come but man this will be up there for game of the year for me for sure awesome awesome, awesome. so good I, um yeah good yeah, I, I I think the Dead Space remake is gonna be uh, it's gonna be my October game. It's gonna this is, I, I try to play a horror game in October, so I think Dead Space might be that for me. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it'd be perfect for that time period. And just yeah, it's amazing. I mean, give EA. I want to give EA their props, you know, for for letting this project happen. <laughs> And, you know, they, they have kind of changed over the years to be like, oh, yeah, we can make money off of single-player games. And, yeah, them and EA Motive, man, they knocked it out of the park. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, uh, the other thing that I have is me and the wife have been playing a lot of The Quarry. Uh, oh. Which was last year, super massive. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we're probably halfway through this game already, which... A little confused by i don't know if we're just playing it fast or what but um i saw this game you know on how long to beat is at 10 hours and we are over halfway through and we're only at three hours and 45 minutes i think and i'm like i just don't see how the chapters are going pretty quick and i'm like i don't understand how we're gonna get you know six more hours out of this thing but um yeah, this game is fun. It's fun to play with another person. I think if I was playing it by myself, I would have been, like, ah, just kind of bored out of my mind in a way. Um, because the writing is very poor, in my opinion. Now, they're trying to go for, like, just a teen horror trope sort of, you know, summer horror adventure in a way. But they kind of already did that with Until Dawn, and it was so much better. And some of the dialogue in this game is just absolute, just atrocious. Um, and once again, like I know that's what they're trying to go for, but it just does not work. There's just bad line after bad line after bad line. Um, and even some of the line delivery is really odd. Um, and then, to me, there's just a lot of things in terms of plot, that just make no sense. Um, and it's not even based off the choices that you make as 
as you're playing the game, like those are fun and and I I, I really like them. It's just there's just certain things like you're playing as this character, this dude, and he's trying to swim with this girlfriend that they had a summer fling. She doesn't want to keep it uh, going. <coughs> Excuse me, and uh, um, but he does, and she's like ah whatever, and they kind of get in a little bit of a tiffy, and she just swims to this other island that's just kind of over this little river or whatever, this lake, and um, and he's just like, where'd you go? Oh. And you lost her. I'm like, dude, how? It, it literally makes no sense. You were right there. Um, so just kind of some dumb shit like that. But still, it's fun to play with another person. And uh, I'm looking forward to see where it goes. It's a dumb, dumb good time. I will say, though, animations for the characters, facial animations, the way all that looks. Holy mother of balls. It is so good. Some of the best I've ever seen in a video game. A um, few other things in the game visually, like the water is probably the worst water I've ever seen in a game in a long time. Um, which, you know, water is usually pretty good in games. I feel like almost every game has some good water, but man, this game, holy fuck, it looks bad. So, I don't know what some of these things have... Supermassive was just stretched too thin um, with everything they have going on. Obviously, they made like four Dark Pictures games and the VR games. And this was supposed to be a Google Stadia project that, you know, obviously that failed. So Google let them, let them go. And I don't know if they're just too stretched a little too thin where some of these things kind of slip through the cracks a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, if... You want to play with another person. It's it is a good time, for sure. Yeah, I mean, typically how I've been um, consuming the the super massive games are uh, let's plays. <laughs> That's that. Yeah, like, I, I don't play oh, it yeah. myself, but I I do watch all of them. A let's play of each of them when they come out. Yeah, I feel like that that is honestly a good way to to uh, to consume them because they're just. They're okay. I, I genuinely really do like Until Dawn. Man and Medan was kind of boring. Um, fun co-op, but overall just kind of boring. And then I'd say same same with this game. It's a little bit of a step above Man and Medan, I'd say. But yeah, I haven't played the other the other games in that Dark Pictures anthology. I don't know if I will, but yeah. It's fun. I mean, in the beginning, basically how it can work is you can, shoot, you can do couch co-op and you literally... Almost like draft characters in a way. Like there's eight characters that you get to play as, and mm-hmm. it's like they give you a little description of each character's personality, and it's like, oh, okay, I want to play that character, that character, that character, and then just as the game naturally goes, you know, you might end up with two chapters in a row depending on your characters, or you know, you're just passing it back and forth. It's 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 a pretty good setup there, I'd say, for that sort of stuff. So yeah. That's that's all I got. Anything else you got? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'll just go quickly. I mean, been playing a little bit more Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Been playing some Fortnite. Fortnite has an event going on right now that I totally didn't know about. Um, because, you know, if you take a break from Fortnite for a week or two, you'll come back and shit's all fucking different. Right. Um, <laughs> um 
played a little bit more Vampire Survivors, getting some more Ooh. unlocks. Um, Ooh. Yeah. It's getting real now. I'm, I've am i unlocked Arcanas, which are, like, they're, they're like, kind of an additional modifier slash buff. Um, but, yeah, you, you unlock Arcanas by surviving a certain length with, with characters. Um, yeah, uh... And then, lastly, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Legends Arceus, or Arceus. Mm. And did you play this? I did not, no. So, if I would have played this last year, it would have ranked... Well, I, I didn't... I'm not, I can't remember if I put Scarlet or Violet. This would have been in my top ten of the year. Okay. Um, cool. And it is... I enjoy everything they've done with this. I mean, if you if you consider the fact that they had to work with Switch hardware, which, eh, eh, it's, that, <laughs> that thing's creaking. Those are some old bones there. Yeah. But what they attempted to do with Pokemon Legends Arceus was really cool. They had some really cool, interesting ideas. I love the way that this feels like filling out the Pokedex feels more like research rather than a collect-a-thon. Um, I, I, I like that about uh, about this game. Um, I think the the setting, um, the story, it, like, it feels like it has an actual story, um, whereas I, I feel like a lot of the Pokemon games, like, I mean, Scarlet and Violet did have a story, but like, I feel like the story is more of more of an excuse to uh, to to go out and go to these different areas, whereas uh, the story in in this like it kind of drives you to want to discover more about the world. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask about that story wise. Like, what do you is it? Like what? What are you doing for the story? It's like, hey, go capture this sort of Pokemon, or um, so go here. Um, what are you? What are you doing? So, I mean, you you kind of get dropped in from another time. Uh, you're you're kind of like a person out of time in in this in this world. Uh, and like there are these time rifts around the world, and um, they're like. So, some of the noble Pokemon, like they're they're like Pokemon nobles across the land, are getting struck <laughs> by by lightning coming out of these time time rifts, and they're going berserk. And uh, I guess your mission is to you know go out and quell the, these rampaging Pokemon, and uh, trying to figure out what the hell is going on with with these time rifts that are opening up all over the place. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty incredible concept. It's one that I am afraid that Nintendo will, or Game Freak or the Pokemon company in general just will never go back to. But I think this is this formula for for a Pokemon game is really really good, and I just I'm afraid they'll just never do it again. Um, but it is really cool, really interesting. Um, I'm having a great time doing that. The alpha Pokemon are terrifying. Alpha Pokemon are, are on the map. They have these big red eyes. 
and they're bigger than all the other Pokemon, and uh, they can fuck you up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's cool, you can capture the Alpha Pokemon, so you can, like, you can just see your Alpha, see the difference in your your Alpha Pokemon standing next to, like, a regular Pokemon. the the Pokedex itself is is really, I think, the um, it it is the uh, the best part of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, you have all these objectives to do with these Pokemon, like some of them are like like one of the objectives with every Pokemon is just catching them. Like you get a, you get research objectives on on each page of the Pokedex, and like there'll be different things like capturing them, capturing them without being seen, capturing large small, heavy, lightweight Pokemon, um, defeating the Pokemon with certain types, uh, catching Pokemon at certain times of day, and if there are Pokemon that have different forms, capturing them in their different forms and all of that. Yeah, it's... It de- definitely feels more like a research log. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, that's that sounds interesting. More interesting than I thought it would be. I, I, I was curious and looked up the sales of this game. This is kind of being a spinoff. As of December 2022, it has sold 14.63 million copies. So, I would hope that that's enough that Nintendo and Game Freak would be like, yeah, well, maybe let's do a sequel. And This could be another kind of spinoff franchise for, for Pokemon. So, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, but that pretty much does it for the games I've been playing. I haven't gotten around to watching Drive to Survive yet. Um, I'm going to watch that during the week. Uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, uh, I've watched... Th- um, I've watched, real quick on that, I've watched three and a half episodes. It's pretty good. Um, I feel like there's a lot less kind of fake drama and stuff like that so far in this season, which I know was a huge criticism of the last season. Um, yeah, there's some there's some good stuff. There's some fantastic Christian Horner Toto Wolf beef in it that I'll I'll let you see for yourself. It's it's okay. awesome. <laughs> um Tyler, there's one other Netflix thing that I, I'm hoping that you've watched. Or at least are interested in. Have you watched okay. Punk on Earth? I don't even know what that is. Let me look you this up. You need to watch it. It is a mockumentary, kind of like, uh, I don't know. What if, what if all those David Attenborough mock documentaries were comedy? Um, <laughs> you need to watch it. I think, I think you need to watch this. With the wife, it's mm. it's Kunk on Earth. Okay, I want to look this up. It is hilarious, and uh, yeah, you need to watch it. Yeah, um, it's gotten yeah. good reviews. So yeah, I'll I'll have to look into this. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, enough. About that, let's get into the news. And this first piece of news I just want to get out there is maybe why neither of us are talking about Atomic Heart. <laughs> um, it turns out Atomic Heart has some really nasty shit in it. 
Um, they, I mean, all right. There was a very racist cartoon in Atomic Heart, a very racist depiction of a black indigenous person. Uh, pretty disgusting. Um, and like, there, the Ukraine has come out and said that, uh, Maybe uh, they've they've asked uh, this game to be pulled from storefronts, um, and uh, just in general, like I, it's it's kind of uh, shady. Like there, I, I think I did talk about this before, but Munfish was founded in Moscow, uh, although they do claim to have a worldwide uh, development. Uh, Studios, but also one of the one of the major uh, investors in uh, Munfish is a Russian oligarch, uh, who uh, you know, who you know they the it's it's the guy who uh, I I think uh, owns or at least owns majority share in Gazprom, the Russian oil uh, and gas petrochemical company. Um, uh, yeah, it, there, there's just a lot of mess around Atomic Heart that I'm not sure I'm comfortable getting into. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And yeah, I mean this cartoon stuffs from a old Soviet era cartoon, the late '60s. But yeah, definitely not, not an excuse to. Uh, they chose keep to it put that there. cartoon in there, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, yeah. yes, that cartoon exists. You don't have to put the cartoon at the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that maybe the vibe that they're trying to go for with that Soviet era sort of stuff. But, yeah, definitely uh, don't put that in there for sure. Um, and, yeah, I think that's kind of one of the biggest things is this is, of this is, uh, you know, the potential ties back to the um, the Russian government. And that's that's a lot of... It's one of those things of like, I don't know. It's just, there's the Russian government and the oligarchs in particular have their hands in so much shit in Russia that it's it's like kind of hard to avoid uh, if you really wanted to play this or not. I think part of it too, and why I haven't played it, is uh game just doesn't actually seem that good. No, no. <laughs> From reviews and... That's like I was kind of holding off on maybe checking out it. it. It honestly does look cool in a lot of ways. Gives me like some really great Bioshock vibes. Um, but man, just hearing that like the biggest thing is just the gameplay is like seems a little clunky, and um, you're just constantly in combat. It seems like which is not. In a game like that, where you're trying to go for more of a Bioshock vibe, isn't the thing to me. Um, like, I was reading stuff of how I think just trying to get from point A to point B, and it wasn't even that far, um, that there was something like 19 combat sequences. And it's like, holy shit. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, and, and part of it, too, right now, is just there's just too many other much better games out right now to yeah kind of sink your teeth into something like this too that's just kind of average um yeah 
Apparently the the dialogue's also very forespoken like in terms of it's very bad. <laughs> Which I like bad dialogue. Don't get me wrong. I'm playing the quarry for for tit's sake, but um yeah, in a game like this, I just don't know if those things mesh very well. So that's kind of part of the reason too why I'm not playing it, but yeah. They did say they're going to edit out this cartoon, but still Shouldn't have been there in the first place, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, mm, yeah. Yeah. I guess just speaking to the game, though, why can a developer, anyone out there, I feel like there's such a hunger for a Bioshock-like game. Just fucking make it. Like, why is it so hard to do? <laughs> like even this game is apparently open world I didn't even know that I'm like why why does it need to be open world like why can't this just be like a 10 hour straightforward super atmospheric really great, great story all that stuff great gameplay there's such a wide open spot for a Bioshock like shooter because Ken Levine's taken an eternity to make one with his new team who knows what's going on with the actual Studio 2K Marin, I think, that's making the new Bioshock. Apparently, like, dude, there's a hunger for one. Just gotta make a good one. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. We had a Sony State of Play this week, um, which I will call disappointing and a little, a, a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Um, because I knew about 15 minutes of it would be wasted on the Suicide Squad game that I don't think is going to be good, and it continues to not look like it's going to be very good. But, uh, Tyler, what do you think about Suicide Squad? <laughs> it it seems okay. I think seeing more of it, I'm actually a little, a little more down on it in a way. Like, don't get me wrong, like, the movement of the game seems good, but overall it just seems like a... A third-person shooter um, and I don't know just the fact that it's designed for four-player co-op and things I, I'm not saying those things are bad it you know if you have a crew why not but um, I, I always found these games to be great because of they were single-player nature and they're really great stories characters so I don't know I'm not sure how well that stuff will turn out they did say the battle pass is cosmetic only but still like I don't know. Just why does a game like this need that? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not totally out on it yet, but I think I'm more of a I'm gonna wait for reviews sort of thing is where I'm at with it now. <sighs> the story yeah. seems like it could be cool for like a a comic book story of like killing the Justice League. I just I they are not going to do that. No way. You're not going to be killing the Flash and Wonder Woman. They're not going to do that. I, I, I'll, I'll be shocked. I'll eat my fucking shoe if they do that. Somehow right, they'll bring these characters back. <laughs> yeah. So, somehow they'll just play it safe sort of thing. I just It's just how those stories always go to me. Um, but it's a cool concept. It, it has potential to be cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh. Let's see, we got Capcom 
it showed off three Street Fighter Six characters. Uh, you got Zangief, you got Lily, you got Cammy. Uh, Street Fighter Six looks really good. It does, yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, we have the the highlight of the show for me: Baldur's Gate Three, launching August thirty first. Hopefully, it doesn't yes. get delayed. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I am looking forward to Baldur's Gate Three. Oh yeah, me too. Um, this looked fantastic in so many ways. I cannot wait for this. When that Larian Studios logo popped up, I'm like, yes, yes, let's go. And yeah, finally have a date for it. It's cool. It's coming to console right away as well. Oddly enough, it's only coming to PlayStation 5, but it's not because Sony struck some deal with Larian. Um, it, they said that the they're having some technical issues with the Xbox version. Um, so good for Sony, I guess, there, yeah. that aspect. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this game, it looks so fucking good, man. I don't need to see any more of it. Yeah. Uh, probably don't need to see any more Resident Evil 4 either, do you, Tyler? No, I this actually looks, completely this skipped this. Yes, yeah, it does. The trailer looks good. They're going to have the Mercenaries mode in this. Um, yeah, Resident Evil 4. Yeah, it. I can't wait to play it. it. Once again, I don't need to see any more of it. Um... Tyler, you're probably going to be talking about this like constantly for the rest of the year. Uh, Destiny 2 Lightfall. Uh, yeah. It's out yeah. Uh, in, a, in a couple days here. Yep. They showed off a trailer. Trailer looks good. And Trailer uh, was fucking hype. It was it was so cool. Um, man, cannot wait for this. But yeah, we'll be talking about a lot of this very soon. Uh Sony actually kicked off the show with uh, five PSVR 2 games, none of which I'll be playing, I don't, I don't think. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I'm not... These games could be fine, but none of them got me, like, hyped to go buy PlayStation VR 2, which is out now. Um, seems like it's a decent and solid device, but um, it seems fine. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to spend six hundred dollars or five fifty or whatever on the thing. Um, uh, we got a trailer for uh, Humanity, the next game from the makers of Tetris Effect and uh, Res Infinite. Uh, Humanity. Um, <laughs> this game looks goofy as hell. Yeah. It's really, like they have a. This studio has a vibe, and it's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, this game looked very, very strange, but in a good-looking way to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it comes out in May on PlayStation 4, 5, and PlayStation VR 1 and 2. So I feel like this could be a pretty cool PlayStation VR game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got Chia coming to... It's, it's uh, launching... March 21st, and it's also coming straight to the uh, PlayStation Plus games. Uh, it's launching on PlayStation Plus. Uh, just get get this out of the way real quick here. The other games you'll get with PlayStation Plus. Um, we've got Battlefield 2042, Minecraft Dungeons, and Code Vein. Um, and uh, let me see. I think there was another... There was 
Ghost yeah. Tokyo. Right. Yeah, so this is for the extra tier of PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus. So those three games are for all subscribers, but yeah, the extra tier, Uncharted Legacy, of Thebes Collection, Chia, Ghostwire Tokyo, Mortals Phoenix Rising, Rainbow Six Extraction is what they have there. Um, Yeah, uh, dude, I could have sworn they've handed out Code Vein before. <laughs> I just feel like they have, but they probably haven't. I don't know well, why. Well, it's been on Game Pass for a long time. Yeah, and maybe that's what I'm thinking of, but um, yeah. Minecraft Dungeons is kind of lame. Um, yeah, you I shouldn't pay money for Minecraft Dungeons, so... No, definitely not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, cool that Sony's trying to push this stuff with, with Chia. I think the other game they did was Stray. You know, I think they'll make more waves when they launch some bigger things into PlayStation Plus Extra, but it doesn't seem like they want to do that yet. No. Um, kind of testing the waters with it, but I mean, she looks cool. I think I probably won't play it unless it's like, oh man, this is a this is really good game of the year contender sort of thing. It obviously gives me Wind Waker vibes, which one of my hottest takes is uh, Wind Waker is insanely overrated. Um, that's just me. It's still a good okay, game. I'm gonna let you stand on your I'm gonna let you man. I'm gonna let you take that hill on your own. If you want to die on that hill, that's fine. Um, I'm just gonna. I am going to uh, let, let you fight that battle on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. That's why I'm saying it's 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 a hot take for me. I I just there's some things that, about that game I just could not stand. That's just me. That's for another okay. time. Chia looks neat, though. Uh, next up, we've got Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, this is a uh, kind of a visual novel with uh, some, some rhythm game elements in there. Uh, pretty stylish. Uh, but the ultimate style is anime. And you'll get yes. Naruto cross Boruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you're into it, sure. Uh, this this took up a lot of time. <laughs> sure did. It sure did. Yeah. Um, and lastly, here, uh, Digital Extremes. You might know them from uh, this little game called Warframe. Uh, they're making another game called Wayfinder. Uh, yeah, it's uh. <laughs> It's definitely different from Warframe. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They're making this with Airship Syndicate. I believe they made Darksiders 3 a few years ago. They might have done some other stuff too, but that's the one game I think they did. Um, yeah, I mean, it seemed fun. I'm not, I wasn't too blown away by it. All right. Overall, oh yeah, overall, not a must-watch state of play. Um, and I just think there is such a hunger for Sony to do a showcase type of event to show up their own shit. <laughs> like, what are they doing? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I get. I don't want them to announce stuff that is years and years and years away. But um, man, I just feel like we haven't gotten any major announcements from them in such a long time. I mean, it's been like almost two years. So. Yeah. A lot of hunger for that. Uh, 
Okay. Let's talked a little bit about Call of Duty earlier. I've been playing that. They've got this event going on um, right now. Uh, certain challenges you can do over the course of the, a couple weeks uh, to unlock a crossbow, uh, mm. which, I've, which is why I've been playing Modern Warfare 2. Uh, but um, got an update on uh, what the plan is for Call of Duty this year. Um, it's uh, it's going to be more Modern Warfare. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the what we're doing. What are, what are we doing? It's it's yeah. not it's. <sighs> yeah, I think uh, it's it's weird because I like Modern Warfare two a lot, but I'm just I'm very confused by this because apparently, you know, they weren't going to put out a full blown release this year. And they were just going to do a lot of support for Modern Warfare 2. And then it was like, oh, they're doing an expansion to it. Okay. Now it is like, no, we're doing a full-blown title that's more Modern Warfare from Sledgehammer Games, who just put out a game, too. So part of me is like, well, how quickly can this fucking thing be made? And, like, how far along was it? How big is it going to be? Overall, because you know they're going to charge $70 for it. Um, and then also, I don't think I'm yearning for a continuation of that story either. Like, that story was fine. That campaign was fine. It wasn't... I've kind of forgotten about a lot of it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm very, very kind of confused. Like, this isn't going to be Modern Warfare 3 either. So that's... Not even, that's not in the cards yet. So, obviously plans have changed, and I wonder if they've changed because of the player base's frustration. I mean, you kind of talked about that last week with Modern Warfare and, you know, their seasonal model, adding content, all that stuff. So I wonder if that's what has forced some of this change. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Well, obviously we don't know the full details yet, but... It seems odd right now. Yeah, absolutely. I just one uh, thing. Well, I, yeah, I don't ahead. know how hungry I am going to be to buy another Modern Warfare <laughs> this year. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Like a brand new game, man. I don't know. I don't know on that. If it somehow integrates directly into Modern Warfare Two, maybe. Depend on pricing to me, but man, like, no. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, why am I playing this multiplayer and unlocking all this shit if you're just going to release another game the next year that's going to totally, like, suck a shit ton of people away from the game I've been playing to this other game? Yeah. It's just... The cycle is too fast. We can't do this anymore. Yeah, it is It is too fast. They, I think, like, in every other year, Call of Duty would be fucking awesome. Like, just put a game out, really let it breathe, let it support it in a really great way. That'd be sweet. Um, so I'm, I'm totally with you there with that. It's kind of weird. Like, I feel like for such a long time, Activision and all their developers had a very clean rotation for Call of Duty games to get them out yearly. 
You know, it was like you know, teams had three years to make a game. It was Infinity Ward, then Treyarch, then Sledgehammer, and then then it kind of got fucked up with like uh, with COVID. You know, and and Treyarch having to come in and help Sledgehammer, and Sledgehammer's game got pushed, and and then Treyarch made their game in like less time, and now every that whole thing is just fucked up, man. It needs kind of reset. I'd say it's a little messy right now. Speaking of a mess, what the fuck's happening at E3? Nintendo's not even going to be. Nobody is going to E3. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. And Ubisoft was like, hey, we'll be at E3 if there's an E3. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. No one's going to be there. It's weird. I would not make any travel plans to be going to E3 because I'm going to be very surprised if it even happens, to be honest yeah. with you, at this point. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's not looking good. <laughs> I just don't uh, I think, even I think, think ev- everybody knows that they don't need E3 anymore. Yeah, definitely, and I, it's just kind of it's unfortunately a dead brand. It feels like at this point, and I don't even think you know Reed Pop is doing this thing, and they do packs. I just don't even think this would have the pool of packs. You know, packs is, is its own thing. It's its own separate event and i just don't even think this would have the pull of that even if they tried to turn it turn e3 into a pax like show i don't know man i think it's i will be shocked if this show happens to be honest with you and if it does i i don't know i just feel like they're gonna lose a lot of money on it yeah all right uh Let's see. What what is happening this year? Mortal Kombat 12. Yeah. Um, this was confirmed during an earnings call. Uh, Warner just throwing out, hey, we're going to have Mortal Kombat 12 by the end of the year. Um, which is uh, news to everyone. Uh, I, feel <laughs> like, I feel like there are people out there who were convinced that they were going to do an injustice which if you paid any attention to how um, f- how precarious the position of uh, <laughs> they were to, you know, maybe not being part of Warner Brothers anymore, like, that, they probably would have hedged their bets and made a Mortal Kombat rather than a, uh, rather than an Injustice game that they couldn't release because they're no longer part of Warner. So, yeah, makes sense. I'm excited for a big, big year for uh, fighting games. Having a Street Fighter and a Mortal Kombat coming out, um, and maybe yeah. even um, Tekken. Yeah, Tekken Eight. If that gets out this year, yeah, it'll be a huge year. And yeah, kind of weird. I feel like Mortal Kombat. Usually, they like to announce those in a pretty big way, and for this to come out in an earnings call, I'm sure they're pretty bummed out by that um but yeah i mean it'd be huge mortal kombat um 11 i think sold insanely well um so it's not a surprise they're making another one i think the one surprise to me is that that nvidia leak did not i don't think it had a mortal kombat in it It had an injustice 
three in it, and almost all of that in Video Leak has come true in some way. So that's the only thing there. But maybe they're making both somehow. I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe but, maybe Injustice had been worked on, but then they kind of put it on the back burner when they realized that uh, we don't know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't, yeah. That's that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, it was kind of up in the air, but. In this earnings call, though, Warner Brothers Discovery said that games are an important thing to them. They kind of reiterated that. So it doesn't seem like they're going to be selling off their studios anytime soon. Yeah. Even though that was kind of floated around there. So, yeah, I mean, Justice could come back around. But, yeah. Uh, so Mortal Kombat 12 would be, will be announced sometime soon, I imagine. It would have been really cool if that would have been in the state of play that just happened. Why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what that state of play needed. Something like that. You know, I don't need remasters of the Dragon Age games. Really? I'm going to put that out there. I don't need it. Wow. Okay. Um, but uh, David Gator? 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 I don't know how to say his name. Sorry. Sorry, Dave, uh, but he's been calling for a for a full full on remaster, Dragon Age Origins, um, which I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm good. I'm good. I I Dragon Age Origins was pretty cool, but. I'm going to say that maybe, maybe it isn't going to do nearly as well as, like, if EA were to do this and have the same expectations for it as they did, say, like, the remaster uh, trilogy of of the Mass Effect games, I think they'd be disappointed. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it would sell nearly like that. I A remake, a remake remaster of... Dragon Age Origins would be sweet, honestly, it would. But being realistic, Bioware's having a hard enough time getting a new one out. Like, yeah. there's no way that they're going to do a remaster unless another studio does it. I do think it would be really cool to have a collection of those games, similar to Mass Effect Legendary Edition on modern mm-hmm. hardware. Before the new one comes out, that would be cool. Okay, maybe maybe they don't, you know, like that Mass Effect Legendary Edition, they didn't fully remake those games, but they definitely up them. They fixed a bunch of quality life stuff. I think that that would be all I would want overall. But yeah, it definitely would not sell anywhere near what Mass Effect has done. Yeah. I just want to be clear. I love Dragon Age. I think Dragon Age is really cool. I just... I am using my brain right now and thinking, maybe no. Maybe maybe that's not the smart move. Maybe that's not... Maybe that's not the move EA would make. <laughs> right. <sighs> okay. Shinji Mikami... You know, the guy who uh, created Tango Gameworks, the guy who worked on a lot of Resident Evil games um, before that. Um, 
He, he's leaving Tango Gameworks. He's uh, been there since the beginning, 2010. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's he's moving on. I Maybe he's retiring? I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. No idea. Yeah. He has not said anything about this, but Bethesda posted it and said that, yeah, he's leaving. Um, so, yeah, I think this is huge um, for this studio that I feel like has finally kind of got some really great momentum with Hi-Fi Rush in particular. Um, so, yeah, he um, him leaving is, is a pretty big deal because I'm pretty sure, too... Um, Man, I'm forgetting her name, but the creative director on Ghostwire Tokyo that left and kind of announced the game as well. She was really cool. Um, she left, and then I'm pretty sure Shinji Mikami came in and kind of saved that game in a way to get it out. Um, obviously, has a track record with Resident Evil, so it's a pretty big deal. Um, but yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll know when he says something, whether he was... Whether he just wants to leave or he was forced out in some way, I have no idea. But kind of surprising news to me. Yeah, uh, I think one of the interesting things that Mikami has done during like his time at Tango GameWorks is to like give other people a chance to make stuff because you know Hi-Fi Rush wasn't a Mikami game, right? Right. <laughs> like right, right, that right. isn't that isn't the kind of game he makes. That was a game that like he delegated and trusted his team to make. Um, trusted, like gave leadership opportunities to people within the studio to to uh, make games like make a game like that, and given the opportunities to uh, to others as well with, with Ghostwire Tokyo. So like it, like it's it's not like uh, Tango GameWorks is dead without him. Like no, for sure they they have people there, and like I mean, most recently with Hi-Fi Rush, like they've proven that they can make a game without without his hands on it and uh it's and it can turn out pretty good so like it's just interesting what direction tango gameworks goes from here like what kind of games they make from here on out yeah it makes me wonder if they'll ever because they have so much success right now with hi-fi rush it makes me wonder if they'll ever go back to horror yeah there's a lot of people there that obviously worked on evil within i'm sure want to do horror but you know, maybe they want to go in a totally different direction without Shinji Mikami. I wonder if that will happen. It'd be yeah. interesting to watch this studio now. Yep. Uh, let's see. Um, let's just go in order. Uh, yeah. Elden Ring. Um, the Elden Ring sold 20 million. 20 Ooh. million copies of Elden Ring have sold. Um, which is incredible considering uh, how many people are afraid of Souls games <laughs> or were afraid of Souls games like not even a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, and how I know. well this game is done. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty good. It's amazing. Yeah, it's very amazing that this game has sold that mu- that many copies and good on them for sure. Uh, I didn't put it in the uh, in the news, but like Elden Ring and uh, God of War Ragnarok cleaning up at the Dice Awards. Um, oh yeah, won a, won a shit ton of awards there. Uh, oh yeah. So <laughs> congratulations to them. Um, 
Yeah. And you still haven't touched Elden Ring, and probably never will, I guess. Uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But right now, I have not, yes. Okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, Destiny. They're releasing Lightfall, and they're winning lawsuits. Uh, they've won a $4.3 million anti-cheat lawsuit. Um, they're also doing... They're also... They have they have another lawsuit uh, in in process right now for six million dollars. Um, Bungie having zero chill when it comes to cheaters, which is fine. I think I think this is fine. They are in, within their rights. These people have violated the end user license agreement uh, in ways that um, aren't harmless. They, they like th- this is shit that kind of sucks for other people playing it. Definitely. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think this is good that they won this, and yeah, for sure. Hopefully, sets uh, precedent moving forward. And I just don't understand why you would want to do this. Cheat, but whatever. Good yeah, for Bungie. People like I don't know, people have weird reasons for. Why do we do anything, Tyler? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows. Lastly, I, I guess you put this in here because you thought I'd be interested in it. Um, Firaxis is is working on a new civilization game, which yeah, sure, go ahead, whatever. Like, I I don't need you to announce that you're making a civilization game. You can announce the Civ game when you're ready to you know actually show something. As, as far as I'm concerned, like I, like. Firaxis, you're good. I don't need to. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to know every detail of what you're working on. Like you, you don't need to volunteer this information so far in advance because I don't think we're getting a Civ game within the next two or three years. Yeah, I think this is more that they announced this because uh, um, a few things. Two K came out and said Marvel's Midnight Suns did not do very well at all. Crap. Commercially, but then Jake Solomon also has left the studio and another key figure as well. Um, but I wonder if this is one of those situations I was like Bethesda a few years ago. It's like, hey guys, we're making Fallout 6. Don't worry. After that, Starfield, and then don't worry. Elder Scrolls 6 is after that. Um, you know, this is more like, yeah, we put out this Marvel game. It did critically well but did do commercially well at all but don't worry guys we're making civilization next sort of thing um that's how it comes off to me um so yeah that's that but overall though it is not shocking that they're making another civ game yeah i i mean what i want uh, what i want from firaxis I think you know. It starts. Let's. I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. They make XCOM, right? They do. yes, they do. I get do. that maybe Marvel's Midnight Suns was kind of close to the XCOM formula. I get mm-hmm. it, but motherfuckers, just give me another. XCOM. Yeah. 
that's the thing. I, I'm, I think Jake Solomon was kind of the mind behind a lot of that in terms of a leadership role. So yeah. not saying they won't make another XCOM, but it might be a while. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I would like to have, here, here's my, I'm being totally greedy. I would like an XCOM game to play on my Steam Deck. Hmm. Like a new one, not the old ones? Uh, you know what? I don't know if the old ones are playable on the Steam Deck. Hold on, let me go. Gotcha. Steam Deck compatible games. Let me see. Deck verified. Let me see. Let me search this list. Uh, can I search? Is there a search function? Why is there... Why is there not a search function readily available here? Let's go for XCOM. Let's see, XCOM 2. Is it, It's playable. It is not verified. It is playable. Which means, gotcha. yes, there, there are some things that might not be perfect with it. I want a full-ass verified XCOM game to play on my Steam Deck. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's the news. Uh, and I, I don't know, I don't know what I'll have for y'all next week. Maybe better internet, <laughs> maybe. Hopefully. Maybe, yeah. Oh god. I guess um, real quick, um, for next week, um, I think we will be potting after the first F one race is done. That is so, very possible. Yes. What is uh, what's your season prediction? Who who is who's going to win the championship? Who wins in Bahrain? All right. Who's going to win the championship? Uh, the drivers' championship is going to go to George Russell. Ooh. Okay. Constructors going to be Red Bull. Yep. And in Bahrain, we're going to get a Carlos Sainz win. Ooh, that'd be nice. All right. I'm going to go Drivers' Championship. I think it's going to be Max Verstappen again. But I think it'll be a lot closer this year than last year. Uh, Constructors, Red Bull... And Bahrain, I'm going to go Charles Leclerc. I think he'll go back-to-back here. Okay. Red Bull looking really good. Ferrari looks good still. Mercedes seems to be better, but maybe not as better as they want it to be. So, Mm. we'll see. Aston Martin, I think, out of anything, out of testing, has taken a huge step. I don't so, know. Like, so. I can't really pull anything out of testing. Like, I just no, trust not overall. Yeah, overall, no, for sure. You can't fully determine, but that Aston Martin seemed pretty, pretty solid. So we'll see. We'll see. Look forward to it. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, we look forward to bringing you all of that next time. Uh, until then, we're gonna. We're gonna watch some uh, some good Netflix Drive to Survive. We're gonna we're we're just gonna be ready for this. Uh, hopefully, more intense season than last year. 
Yes, I hope so. More competitive, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I hope so. Yeah. But yeah, that's where we're going to leave things this week. As always, give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. Those are the best ways you can help us get into more ear holes. And uh, for all of your hole needs, you can contact us in the, the, all the num- numerous ways. We will fill your holes. Um, and that that that's a promise. We'll fill your holes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you all next time. Until then, be good to each other. Play your video games and... Gunk.